time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host, with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gorehounds? The killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. What's up, killers? And Tyler Robofuck. Hey, guys. Today is December 30th, 2019, and it is our last episode of the Gormore Podcast for 2019. Woo! Part of this episode episode is going to be a review of 1980s terror train as well as a review and a look back at all of our previous episodes and we have our guest as we announced earlier you know five seconds ago tyler Robofuck is here chad <laughs> is at another pap schmear i know it's a whole it's a whole deal with his with his vagina but thank you tyler for joining us i appreciate it <laughs> Poor Chad, man. Like, he is just having a rough fucking 2019. He is. That gynecologist has got to give him some new meds. Hey, he's making a killing on them pussy visits. Anyway. That gynecologist is a Cadillac. (laughs) Big news, big Cadillac. I'd like to know. Anyway, guys, it's time. You know what time it is? Nope. Big Johnny D, what'd you do? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, Obviously, it was Christmas. So, you know. Hung out with the family, exchanged gifts, all that good stuff. Totally glad it's over. Uh, <laughs> I'm also glad that, our, listen, you know, I loved our Christmas episodes. I'm also glad we're over those, too. I think we can all agree on that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll Christmas talk theme, about that. The Christmas theme was, yeah, you know, four weeks strong. Um, But let's see. Day after Christmas, we went down uh, to Elmira Way, got the wife a new car because I so that was a day wasted but you know we got to actually drive home with the new car so that was all good and uh she's nice man and i so i told her on the way because she had her uh she had the oh we lost tyler there he's back so, there he's uh, back on the way down she had two options of colors that she liked she liked this blue or she was gonna go with white and i was like oh white huh she's like yeah why i was like does it have a roof rack and she's like why and then she just saw the smile on my face. She's like, no. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly and, where you uh, were going. Oh, she did too, but she was just like, nope, I don't even want to acknowledge it. Ah, uh, <laughs> we got the white one. Yeah. So, you know, I might see a fucking nice. so you got the So you got the roof. So you got the roof rack. Oh, yeah. So now I, my mind's already Love scheming it. of uh, how I can make, I mean, we've already done in our group, but like, a detachable, like actual, like ecto rack, so I don't. I could just throw it on there for a parade, fucking take it right off. I don't see. I don't say why not with proper construction, of course. Oh, dude, it'd be easy as fuck. Um, let's see, other fun stuff. I finally beat Resident Evil Seven. Great game. So I, I would I'm say, so did you like that game, dude? Oh yeah, dude. I know I'm. Like I said, I know I'm behind the times on it, but you know what? Fuck it. It was an amazing game. I didn't play any of the DLC. I just wanted to play the main story, but. I loved every minute of it. Uh, now I'm rocking God of War, which, oh my God, dude. I'm not even going to beat off to that because that's just an amazing fucking game, <laughs> which obviously anybody who's played it knows. Um, 
Yeah, other than that, I uh, got the kiddo finally into Nerf guns, which has been an achievement of mine that I've been trying to do for the last, like, year. Yes, yes. And then uh, I brought him in the house. Literally two minutes later, she shot my wife right in the neck, and my wife's like, God damn it, I don't want these in the house. I was like, yeah! like, I was like mission accomplished. I'm like, and now she's like, Daddy, I want bigger ones. And I was like, I do too. Let's go. But uh, other than that, man, yeah, just been fucking relaxing, enjoying my Christmas break, but... Tyler, how have you been, buddy? Let's hear your oh, slice. Oh, not too bad. You know, survived Christmas and. Uh, oh, don't lie to me. You suck, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got a got a new microphone, so hopefully it's coming in loud and clear and good oh, for yeah. you guys. Sounds, sounds good, there, buddy. Sounds good. Survived the blizzard here this last weekend. Fucking I blizzard chose. in South Dakota. Where do you guys yeah. gotta go, huh? Fuck. How bad was it? I shoveled so much, my back probably has abs right now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That is the best. You know, that's what uh, most women find attractive about Bobby is his abs are actually on his back. Back abs. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I keep my figure going. <laughs> and the what, what we were hearing, if that's the way he eats pussy, he's fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did that to yourself, buddy. <laughs> God, his tongue probably looks like a baby's arm now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes, ladies, the height matches the size. Continuing, Robo. <laughs> Cut. matches the dick. This is going to be a good episode, boys. Oh, Robo fuck. Come on. Be interesting. Come on, buddy. Let's come on. I'm not that interesting. God damn it, South Dakota. Bobby, what do we got, buddy? Uh, it was a, what was it? It was a good week. It was Christmas. <laughs> it was a good Christmas. Uh, spent time with the, Christmas Eve was actually a lot of running around. My brothers, uh, now new in-laws, they were having something. So I was over there for a little bit. And then I uh, went to my uncle's who was trashed. It was hilarious to watch. <laughs> I swear to God, I walk I walk in, my one buddy who always comes to family gatherings, he's been there 15 minutes. Somehow, he is already drunk. I'm like, you, you got here 15 <laughs> minutes before me. What the fuck were you doing? He's like, I've been drinking Jingle Juice. I'm like, what the hell did they put in it this year? And I tasted it, and I said, oh, yeah, okay. That'll fuck you up. What did you call it, Jingle Juice? It's, it's called Jingle Juice. What is it? Oh, I have to get the recipe. It changes. Is it the same thing? Is it is it, is it like wine and seven? No. Oh, it's liquor. Oh, oh, it's liquor. So is it like a wapatula? I, I get yeah, but the amount of liquor that I tasted in one sip, I'm like, oh shit! Really? So, he all fucking one fifty one in there, dude. Just like yeah, he was dogging Bobby. And, uh, and then, was it like yeah. it was it like my taste in whiskey, or was it like? I think it would outdo your taste in whiskey. What? It was pretty, oh it was my fucking, god! It was potent, dude. And then, wow. <laughs> anyway, Christmas Day was good with the family and everything. And then this weekend was a, a nice, quiet weekend, just chilling out. Had a little party. Was hanging out with friends. And nice. here I am. To, and here I am doing it today, Mister TJ. How What's is your up? slice of life? Okay, so. Smoking on my stogie, went to a humidor today. And then He's all. trying to be cool like me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I did. Sarah and I went up to a little cigar joint. I feel like Scarface. Uh, I was saying that, that place looked really nice too, man. It was. It's right next to the Republican headquarters in my county. So uh, 
So it's like a whole strip of awesomeness, just like straight down that old strip. Yay, I'm talking about politics on here. Anyway. Oh, God. John, what the fuck are you looking at? Is that a ghost or is it the wife? I can't tell. Same look. the wife. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Giving your judgmental stare. (laughs) Anyway, I did the Christmas stuff. I got the daughter, uh, the child's play collection on Blu-ray, got her new Blu-ray player. Uh, set up a room a little bit better for the projector, hooked up the surround sound in there. Then I got a hey, question really quick yeah. with that child's play collection. Is that the one that doesn't it, it's only the first three one through seven. or is it? It's OK. OK. I paid $20 for it on Amazon. Fuck yeah. Nice. Yes, nice. That's and, not a bad deal uh, at all. That's was her, seven hmm? curse or. Yeah. Seven it, was it's yeah. all of them to date minus the, the remake. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, you won't, cult you won't was, have that. So cult was the last one, then, yeah. right? Okay, sorry. Uh, I got her a camera. Uh, she yeah, really that was really f- nice. By the she's way. really into photography and super into action figure photography. So she has a Freddy figure. She uses my Jason figures. I mean, I'm not going to get her her own. Whenever she can just be like, "Hey, Dad, take yours outside." Yeah, right. So she collects Freddy figures. She has the <laughs> one through three Chucky NECA figure. So I got her the nice. the Tiffany. I gotta Chucky, get that. I got her the Tiffany Chucky combo from five through seven. So she got those as well. So she's been fiddling around with that and stuff. And I got her a tripod that's nicer than mine. Like it's fucking legit. It's heavy duty. Has a fucking handle and shit. I never seen Sweet. stuff like this. And very um, nice. But overall, it was a good holiday. I got a Instapot Star Wars edition. Got Darth Vader Ooh. on the side of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> really oh yeah oh you've used it yeah i've made uh a sausage and uh rice soup and then i made meatballs the other day Ooh, i've never i've uh i've been looking in i wanted to get one of those i've just never like i made meatballs in 10 minutes no shit yep yeah dude they are they are good and i did it right bobby half pork uh a pound of pork a pound of beef yep yeah you're missing one veal Ah, uh, where the fuck am I going to get veal? Butcher shop? Yeah. Well, I might need to find a fucking butcher then. Anyway. Oh, uh, John, John, <laughs> I'm making right on that Republican block, bro. Yeah. <laughs> John, uh, I forgot to tell you, for Christmas, one of my one of my good friends got me um, the Pop Funko Ghostbusters uh, banquet room scene. Yeah. Nice. I, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> I got to put it on display still. I haven't had a chance to oh, my room. Oh, I also got Terror Train from Ronan Flicks. The boys over at Ronan Flicks sent me a copy of uh, Terror Train. Ah. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, yeah. It's like the whole point of this fucking episode. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, now, real quick before we get into it, should we hear some sponsors first? Oh, yeah. Let me uh, pull that, that bitches up uh, here. I got to find them. I always like catching you off guard. You do. And you always. Oh, God damn it, Bobby. You he threw it in early today, too. He did. It's hey. really early. Right? Little. What's your point? Premature ejaculation of the sponsors right now. Like, come on, man. (laughs) We're dead. Come on. Hello there, creepy girls. Do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, pins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! 
Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, busts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener, take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual tyrannosaurus just like us. Graveyard Classics, horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Death Style Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at graveyardclassics.net. Come on down to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. Okay, that was our ad block as per recommended from Dale Silva. From Gavin13, moving on to our episode for this week, motherfuckers, we got 1980s Terror Train. Is everybody still here? Still here with me there? Uh, sound Thank off of the gorge? Yeah, we're here. We are we're here. here. We're somewhat alive. So, uh, Tyler might be here. I don't know. He might be. We can't see him. Okay. Uh, directed. Just a whisper. Terror Train 1980, directed by Roger Spottiswood. However, what the fuck is that last name? Written by Ty Drake, produced by Harold Greenberg. Starring the luscious and the lovely Jamie Lee Curtis as I Elena Maxwell. Woman. God damn, she's a smoke show. Ben Johnson mm-hmm. is Carne, a.k.a. the train conductor, a.k.a. doesn't say much. Uh, Hart Botchner as Doc Manley, not really a doctor, but whatever. Sandy Curry as Michelle Mitchell. He's just the medical school people. Timothy Weber as <laughs> Mo. Derek McKinnon as Kenny Hampson. Anthony Sherwood as Jackson. Joy Bauschel as Pet Vanity, the rock star, credited as Dee Dee Winters as Mary, and the ma- the magical David Copperfield as, guess what, guys, wait for it, wait for it, the magician. And No uh, shit! Yeah. He was like, what, 24 years old? When He's a handsome motherfucker. Young, Did you dude, see that jawline? Young. Like, come on! Do, do those big dreamy eyes, man? Ooh, Just I got lost in them. Oh, they were almost magical. <laughs> Right. <laughs> anyway, music by John Mills Cockle. What a name. Cinematography by John Alcott, edited by Ann Henderson. I thought the director edited this, too. I don't know. Distributed Did by he? 20th Century. He was an editor. Ah, this was there we go. This was his first directorial debut. Released October 3rd, 1980. Runtime of 97 minutes. Budget of $4.2 million, Grossed $8 million. It doubled its budget back. Technically successful, but it got picked up by Fox, and they expected it to do Halloween numbers. Mm. Not gonna happen. Yeah. <clears throat> Not no, gonna fucking happen. Not what I mean. You and they thought that for Jamie, of course. No offense to her, but right. that's what they thought. Yeah, but yeah, Halloween absolutely. wasn't Halloween wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis. Halloween was John Carpenter. That's what that's. I, what ha- Halloween was yeah there, yeah it was a lot. You fuckers ready? Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs>
train trip to celebrate their graduation. Unknowingly to them, a killer has slipped aboard, Ooh. killing them off one by one, disguised in the costume of his victims. Chad, you're not here. So, TJ. Oh, should I take this time to read Chad's note to everybody? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, Chad's not here, vagina doctor. Okay, so he sent me a little thing. A little thing here. A little <laughs> thing to read. I would like to once again apologize for not being here on the show for you gore hounds. Very fatherly there. My work slash holiday schedule has been insane, coupled with the fact that I'm fighting a serious sinus infection on top of it all. <clears throat> I have had I hope everyone had a festive holiday season. I want to thank each and every one of our fans, Stogie Break, <laughs> for making our first full year such as it. Such a wonderful journey. It's been a pleasure getting to know all of you, and I can tell you how much your support means to myself and us all. 2019 has been a year of ups and downs for me personally and for our show as well. <coughs> Sidebar, we started this a year ago or so, and <clears throat> we've gone through hosts. I think we finally found our little family here you know the addition of john and then adding one of my dearest friends uh robert and then uh having the fans that we do and sorry chad to skip in the middle of your thing but having the fans that we do <laughs> he'll live is just incredible <laughs> i mean like look tyler is a goddamn fill-in host for us now like which i'm honored to be thank you buddy 
this this whole experience has just been extremely humbling for myself and all of these guys. I mean, Bobby loves doing it, and I know for a fact John loves this shit. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Eat it up. So I look forward to it every Monday, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, so do I. <laughs> it's just part of life now, boys. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. We have no this is our lives. Some of us. Chad goes, I feel like the show just keeps getting better as time goes on. We have a lot of fun doing our show for you guys, and we love the feedback we're getting. Boom. Shakalaka. I especially want to thank Tyler Roebuck for filling in for me whenever I'm too busy to be on. I'd also like to say we have some fun movies planned for 2020, so make sure you stick around and see what we have to offer. Please continue spreading the word of our show. We want to grow by leaps and bounds, and we want it to be all because of you and Pretty much it has been. In case nobody noticed, I subconsciously picked an underlying theme to my movies, which was demons. I'm not sure how that happened, but most of my <laughs> picks were about that. This time, I actually made an effort to pick up an underlying theme, and that would be aquatic horror. Stay tuned to see which ones I picked. As always, we love to hear from you to see what we can do to improve the show for you. We love you guys. This is your Dark Lord of Knowledge wishing you a happy and safe motherfucking new year. Oh, that's oh, very was nice sweet. note, Chad. Yo, he gonna make me cry, man. <laughs> he gonna make me cry. Love you, Chad. <laughs> so he did send me all of his behind the scenes stuff. Uh, we'll go through this. This isn't a whole hell of a lot, but it's enough to get you guys through that normal thing. Uh, John, do you want these? Because I'm, I'm sure you. Jay Dran at Jay Dran eighty five. Yes. You got it. Okay, so the idea for Terror Train 1980 came from a dream that Daniel Grodnick had one weekend night after seeing the film Halloween and Silver Streak. Dan woke up and said to his wife, what do you think about putting Halloween on a train? His wife answered, that's terrible. He jotted down terrible train on a piece of paper on his nightstand. In the morning, he changed the title to Terror Train, wrote up 22 pages and made a deal on it with Sandy Howard's company at three o'clock in the afternoon. Damn. Nice. Shit, talk about moving fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> on a train. On that shit, dude. That's, that's like me and my last relationship. John, do you want to do the next one? <laughs> I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> By the time this picture was ready to be launched, actress Jamie Lee Curtis had already earned the title of Screen Queen or Queen of Horror Pictures. This was because of her frequent appearances in her career, such as horror films as Halloween, which was in 1978, The Fog, also 1980, and Prom night, also 1980. So she was a very, very busy woman this year. I don't know uh, if this is in the notes, but I think she did this two months after finishing filming Prom Night. Is that what it was? It was Fog and then Prom Night and then okay, yeah, I can see and that. then and Halloween two came shortly after this. That was 81. Yeah, yeah. Word. Uh, including Terror Train, uh, 1980. Curtis appeared in all of these four films in less than two years. God damn, she was busy. Dude, and I mean, this this kind of raises a question. Uh, it's not a big question, really, but do you guys think that if they did not have her in it, they could have had a way better budget for the kills, per se, in this movie? I don't think that that I don't yeah. think the problem that we have with the kills, which we'll talk about later, is a budgetary constraint. OK, yeah, I, was kinda, I, I also have that opinion on that, too. It's more from the. Writer, director. Sidebar. This, yeah. I got, this felt like April Fools. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't as campy though as April Fools. Yeah, but April this, Fools. This was, this was died, right? Yeah, nobody died. No, That's no. the only difference. 
See, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, this yeah. movie showed the After Effects. April Fools did as well. Right. But you know, you know what I mean. That that's just what it felt like to me. But continue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um. So, magician David Copperfield, sexy motherfucker. Ooh. Kind of almost like a uh, a Goldblum look going oh, on. Oh, you know you're I mean? right. Yeah. Yeah, Very but it's lan- his, lanky, his, the dark skin, the big bolt, big fucking creepy ass eyes. <laughs> but his ha- his hair should have been a little bit more messy. Well, I mean, it, well, it, he's got to do his own thing, but yeah. You know. So, magician David Copperfield once said, "Once said of this movie that he appeared in, film is a film is a magnifying glass for magic. So I had to be very careful. What you see on screen is exactly what the extras saw during shooting." So that was kind of interesting because. I really enjoyed the David Copperfield spots just because I was like, "What the fuck, David? That's <laughs> awesome." Uh, um, maybe that's probably the budget constraint right there. Ah, there you go. <laughs> well, just, you got to figure this is 1980. He's probably just starting out. You know oh, what I mean? Likely. Like, yeah. and I know the only reason, like, he was like a last minute yep. throw in too, because it was what the producer, I believe, she just really was like had a boner for him, so she was like, "I want him in the movie." Yeah, pretty um, much. But there was, uh, you know, some of the tricks I could see, like where. He, where I was like, okay, you know, he could probably pull that off in front of the audience. But like some of it, as you're watching it, you're like, you wonder if it's just movie magic in itself or it's really him doing the shit. So like case in point, like when he did the uh, towel up in front of him and then he dropped it down, it was the assistants. But there was like literally half of the students were sitting behind him. Like they would have seen that shit. You know what I mean? Like that's why uh, it's magic, man. That's why it's magic. Right. Movie magic. Exactly. Uh, are we so, the, the opening prologue? Is that where we're at? Yep. The opening prologue of the college bonfire was the very last scene in the movie to be filmed. It was added during post-production around one month after principal filming ended as a tie-in to the origins of the character Kenny Hampson. Hmm. That was, uh, that was an interesting scene, too. Uh, they had a lot of lights going on up in the top of that fraternity ready for Kenny, dude. (laughs) And something I'll get into later, lights were a big component of this film, which I admire heavily, and Mm. as you guys know, I am a big fan of lighting. <laughs> Dude, no. that, oh. that, uh, that one Never hallway that. shot that they always show mm-hmm. with the pink lighting yeah. out the end. Oh, yeah. it's amazing how lighting can change that shot completely. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, it's what is it? Three different versions. We get at least we yeah, get we, fully yeah, lit. We get like a purple, like a pink hue. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. And then a, a, a black, like an utter black. And it's yep. beautiful. It's so beautiful. I think there might be like a little blue in there just to kind of like in the all black scene. But yeah, dude, that purple scene, I like the best or the pink, wherever it was at the end. Mm-hmm. The pink, really the pink was my scene. favorite for that. Um. Okay. So Jamie Lee Curtis shot this film back to back with the similar, yeah, similar. Ah, I can't even talk. Jesus Christ. Theme slasher film prom night in 1980 in late 1979. Both films were shot in Canada, eh? Prom Night 1980, <laughs> sorry. Toronto, and Territory 1980 were both filmed in Montreal. Tyler, say sorry. What? Say sorry. Sorry for what? <laughs> oh, damn it. Sometimes you can catch him. Sorry. He, has, he has that accent. I'll, I'll tell you what. What? Sometimes oh, he's sorry. a little sorry. There he goes. There he is. Sorry. <laughs> oh, the Fargo accent? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you betcha. 
Reportedly, oh, veteran going down to Arby's and uh, get yourself to beef and cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> so reportedly, veteran actor Ben Johnson asked director Roger Spottiswood, fucking God, that name to give his character less dialogue <laughs> rather than more. Spottiswood once said that Johnson said to him, now, Roger, I'm sure I've told you this before, but on my first day of working with John Ford, he took me aside and said, Ben, when you're in front of that camera. You're not going to need to too many words. You won't need them. You can get in that way. So, Roger, Ben says you go through and take out all of the extra dialogue you can. He told me that was sound advice from Mr. Ford and that he wanted me to take it. There, You know, the quote goes on longer, but I'm not going to fucking finish reading it because you guys yeah, get the just one. of it. Yeah, Pretty was, much, he's like, one. I don't think we can handle it. Take the dialogue out and I'll do the rest in my body motion. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He is an effective ass character. So, uh, John, stop that. Stop it. Okay. Uh, all or at least most of the filming on the train scenes have been scheduled for night shooting. This is because the in- in- environs is that what it is? Environs of gigantic Montreal warehouse, which housed the train, was too active and noisy during the day. Shooting would begin at six p.m. at night and continue through the early hours of the morning. Nice shooting. Hmm. According to Wikipedia Cinematography, John Alcott devised a unique method of lighting terror train. Oh, here we go. I love this. Yeah. (laughs) He rewired the entire train and mounted individual dimmers on the exteriors of the carriage cars, utilizing a variety of bulbs with different wattages and controlling them with external dimmers. Alcott could, could light set in a very fast, efficient manner. At times, Alcott also used medical lights, pen torches to hand light the actors' faces. Mm, nice. You know, that's some ingenuity. And right, that, and then that way you're not getting such a harsh bright light bouncing off people's faces and shit. Looks it's, interesting how you had to, it's interesting how you had to do that shit during the 80s, man. That's not there today. And that kind of flows into the next one, so. John? Yeah, so. Snow was an integral uh, story. What? Yeah, oh, integral, yes, I'm ahead sorry. of you. <laughs> oh. Keep going. Okay, no, no, you're fine. Snow is an integral story element for some of the movie's location exterior shooting. Yeah. Movie News Magazine, Australia, reported that everyone has been praying for snow, which plays an important part in the script. As if by magic, several inches, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) snow fell. God damn, that's so gross. Stop that. That's so gross. (laughs) (laughs) Several inches of snow. I'm sure it feels amazing. (laughs) As if by magic, several inches of snow fell during the first night of of exterior shooting outside. Jokingly, this has been attributed. Yeah, jokingly, this has been attributed to the presence of co-star magician David Copperfield. (laughs) David Copperfield, your magical eyes. So the movie was filmed (laughs) aboard actual train cars that were converted for the production to allow space for large camera equipment. Due to the lack of room, a special dolly carriage was built for the cameras. Nice. Yeah, uh, pretty much they weren't allowed to like do anything like to the interior of that train because they were renting it. Right. So that's why he like rewired shit. I mean, you really can't tell because they the the set uh, decoration is pretty intense, especially in uh, the different varying train cars. And they really provide a different feel each with each. You know what I mean? Each train car provides a different feel. The train in itself is like one of the best parts of the whole movie. Like just the idea of them stuck on a train. It almost becomes a character in of itself. 
Correct. Because it, it, yeah, it's an ever changing thing. Just because like you don't then, know if it, like, you don't know if it's going to go off the rails. You don't know what the fuck's going to go yeah, down. You know exactly. what I mean? Like. So, Bobby, were you going to say something, bud? Yeah, bud. I was going to say about the train. It, it before this, there was no movie like that, as usual. And it it is interesting because when I remember watching, I'm like, you know, you can just kind of get off the train, but I'm like, no, you can't. Cause you really have nowhere to, you have nowhere to fucking go. It's going at hundred, over a hundred miles an hour. You just have nowhere to go. So at first you're thinking, well, you're moving, but it's like, no, there is no place to go. It's just like the thing being trapped in Antarctica. There are no place to go. True. So you're, so you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Their only shelter is what they're, they're trapped in with the killer. So yeah. Speaking of that, that movie is going to be, uh, I think a few weeks out Four. on our roster. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, is this on me, TJ? Yep. All right. The film was notable for a particular novelty story element gimmick where the villain um, uh, puts on a costume of his latest victim. Mm-hmm. As such, the killer in the film constantly is seen in different outfits throughout the movie. Also, one of the, to me, I would say highlights of this movie. Gorn. That was very... What's that? Gorn. Gorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I was thinking, oh, what the hell was, um, well, oh, God damn it. The the Lost World. What the hell are those things called in it? The, the oh, that looks, I thought that was the Star Trek. Oh, uh, the Seaslax? Silax? Yeah. What, what is it? Is it what, what is that, Bobby? Is that Gorn or the Sizlack? I thought it was the Sizlack. Uh, I think, yeah. Sizlack, yeah. Gorn is a just like one character from something, isn't it? What yeah, the, yeah, it? yeah. No, no, yeah, no. It's size slacks. Gorn is from something else. Star Trek. It's it's the character that uh, Kirk fights. The really oh, slow fight. Jesus goddamn Christ! See, this is why we need Chad here. He would have fucking just whipped us all. Now on what? This shit, uh, Land of the Lost. You said Land of the Lost. Yeah, it was like the sea. The slee stack. Slack, slee stack. There we go. It's not exactly. I don't know. I, I don't know. Somebody throw it in the Gormore chat. Tell me what the fuck I'm it telling is. you. It's no, it's Sleestack. Actually, Ro- Robothock, what is that? Is it a Sleestack or is it Gorn? I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Chad. Please don't think me as Chad. I'm going to really fucking call Chad. You guys keep talking. I'm calling Chad. Fuck this. I'm calling uh, Chad. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. This is a quote unquote remake of the 1933 horror classic 13 Woman. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, well, hold on. Before we read this, I'm going to fucking argue. I'm going to fucking argue because I read this. I read all behind the scenes before we did this. All right. Proceed with caution, okay? Proceed with caution? Yeah, because look what you're about to read. Uh, Yeah, I don't have that, so, yeah. That's a pretty bold statement there, boy. All right, so... I want to hear this. Take, take this as you want. Take this as you there want. There you go. All right. Uh, and this is obviously just me reading what was provided <laughs> to me. Um, this is a quote-unquote remake of the 1933 horror classic, 13 Women, the very first slasher movie ever made. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, technically, I, I think you could almost say fucking Freaks was, and that would have been before this, if you're going that fucking route. And um, how does one define slasher? Right. I mean, yeah. Man, Especially in say, the 30s and 40s, like that that wasn't invented that term. Exactly. And it, it, it's all about, and yeah, it's it's preference. 
an opinion. Keep, keep going. I'm almost there. Right. Keep going. Okay, no, no, that's fine. Uh, starring <laughs> Myrna Loy as a girl who gets rejected from a racist racist sorority. Racist. Uh, when they find out that she's part Asian, oh. and she reaches to uh, or she reaches to a swami in the occult to arrange the deaths of all the girls in the sorority who rejected her. Mm-hmm. If you watch both movies, you can see how Terra Train copies this old movie almost exactly. As a matter of fact, they both even end with a confrontation scene on a tr- train. Really, who would have ever got, guessed a movie on a train would have ended with a confrontation on a train? No shit. <laughs> oh my. Well, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. When it, oh, when wait, it wait, wait, the, let me finish it. Let me finish this. Where the killer, okay. As a matter of fact, they both even end where a confrontation scene in the train where the killer exposes himself and then falls off the train hey, to their death. Chad, yeah. we're live on Goremore right now. Is the, the alien character in Terror Train, is it a slee stack or is it Gorn? Dude, I didn't even have time to watch the movie. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch, Can you look that information up and tell us what your decision is? Because none of us can agree. I, I, I'm perfectly fine with what I said. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, w- the, okay, uh, talk to you later, buddy. We love you, Chad. We love Andy. Love you, Chad. I'll say they love you. <laughs> Bye. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see. Yes, okay, so where the killer exposes themselves and falls off the train to their deaths. Mm-hmm. These plots, and particularly this ending, are a little too similar for there not to have not or not to have been a little copycat action on the part of Roger Spottiswood. Is that what it is again? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. And company. So I guess that just means I'm gonna have to look into this whole uh 13 woman. Yeah. That was that's a very interesting uh fact. Thank you, Chad. So, magician David Copperfield got so irritated during production because he had so much trouble saying his lines that he swore he'd never make another movie. <laughs> Did he ever make another movie? I don't know. We don't know, people. Yeah, we're, we're not following David Copperfield's movie fucking history. <laughs> and, next, and next week we are removing, remo- reviewing his movies. <laughs> no, no, we are not. Yes, we are. Derek McKinnon said his favorite scene was killing Hart Brockner's character because Brockner oh, just Chad's calling. The... <laughs> okay, what is it? It looks like it's basically just like a reptilian snake kind of thing from the pictures I saw. So it's not nothing definitive? No. Okay, in your opinion, does it look more like Gorn or a Slee Stack? <laughs> I think the face looks like Gorn. We're still on this. <laughs> yes. I can see because it has like a crocodilian kind of look. Okay. The sleeve have big round eyes and they have like no snout. They have like almost like a. That's true. Yep. He's right. So it's definitely not a sleeve stack. Okay. Thank you, our Dark Lord of Knowledge. Thank you, our Dark Lord of Knowledge, John said. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chad. Have a good evening. Feel better, buddy. Yep, you too. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Wow. Okay, it's settled. We don't know what the fuck it is. It's neither. Okay, moving on. <laughs> it's a dead motherfucker. That's it's what it means. a dead motherfucker. <laughs> so, yes, uh, what would we say? Derek McKinnon said his favorite scene was killing Brockner's character because Brockner just irritated the crap out of him during filming. That is awesome. 
<laughs> it's wonderful when you, it, when someone's you irritate them or you get irritated and you get to kill them on screen. It's like, hey, fuck you. Right. Nobody's irritated like uh, I, I know like uh, I Batman on the I set of Terminator <laughs> Salvation. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, yes. I said no. Are we all done? Uh, no, we got one more. Uh, during the final ah. fight scene with Jamie Lee Curtis was being attacked by a stuntman standing in for Derek McKinnon, who played the killer. She slams the cage door against the stuntman's face. The production crew was supposed to replace the door with a collapsible one. However, they forgot. <laughs> so, so a metal spoke punctured the man's face, injuring him. Curtis was so upset, she left the set and wouldn't come back for two days. Wow. Holy it shit. It wasn't even fucking her. <laughs> Oh, that's you know you could you could we should do an episode on like stuntmen who got hurt in horror movies. Oh my god, dude! There's a few that come to mind. Like a three-hour episode. If you man. light yourself on fire, that doesn't count. No, 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 not that <laughs> oh, one. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, get, you know where we're going with that one. Yeah. Getting your nose broken, fucking by a PVC pipe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, lighting yourself on fire to uh, impress a woman. That is not cow. <laughs> so let's start no. this off with our own robotic fuck. Tyler, what do you think of this movie? I loved it. I had never seen it before. I always heard about it, but it was just never in my my main uh, view. And I I think I watched it three times now. <laughs> oh, wow. I, w- I was the first time I was looking to see if, Do- uh, if Copperfield would fuck up and see if I could see anything <laughs> wrong there. And I couldn't do it. Goes to watch a horror movie. Oh, David Copperfield. <laughs> right. That's pretty much what I did. <laughs> I was like, what? But no, I, overall, I I really loved the movie. And I, I loved Jamie Lee Curtis's character, how it was different, but still kind of similar to Halloween. Yeah. I, I love the growth in, in that. So that was really interesting for me. Okay. Hell yeah. Bobby, what do you think, bud? I always heard about this movie, obviously because of Jamie Lee Curtis, huge fan of hers. So, but I was like, I never had a chance to watch it. I always saw, I always saw the poster with the guy with the the that like the old Groucho man mask. mask. Yeah, Groucho mask, and I'm like, that's interesting. And she's in it. I'm like, I wonder if it's any good. And then finally watched it today. I loved it. And I said, this is pure '80s, but it was also different. It was on a train, and it was a setting we were not in before. So you're in enclosed space. You have no clue who it really fucking is. Is this pre or post until the very release end. of Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. Is it pre yeah. or post? This is uh, uh. This is. I think it's pre. Is it pre? No, or no, 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 no. Same, same time. Within this, within a few months. I thought so. That's I, why I'm just asking. Because okay. because this was October 1980. I think Friday the Thirteenth. This 13th is prime slasher boom. Huh? Oh, that was May, wasn't it? May. It, it was. was May, it yeah. was something like that. So, but I loved it. It was a wonderful movie to watch. Although I will say, like, we'll get to it, but the kills were a little off screen, but they still had a good gore to them. Yeah. That's for sure. They still had a really good impact, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Progressed the story and whatnot. Uh, John? Uh, So this was my very first viewing as well. Um, This movie kind of sat... I don't want to say 50-50 because I liked it more than I disliked it. But it was, there was a little bit of a draw to it. 
and not showing the kills definitely like impacted that for me um and the fact that you already knew who the killer was but i did like where instead of a who done it it's more of a well which one is he so like i thought they did pretty good with that and the whole aspect of just being on a train all filmed on the train like that was cool uh it was interesting very claustrophobic feeling i don't know how you guys ah, are yeah, i don't no, yeah, i don't same. like tight spaces like that so that would just <sighs> i would not be into that shit <laughs> being, <laughs> listen being you and me johnny you both being big guys it, it, it i mean i'm not claustrophobic but i would definitely be like okay this is fucking small what the fuck yeah so right. I, I get it i'd be like this is fucking too much <laughs> but no man it was uh the concept itself was cool. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was obviously their one big sell of it. I think we could all admit to it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah I can say that. And she did great. You know, she's a sque- scream queen. She had, there was one scream and they played it in the trailer, dude. It was just fucking like. It was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, dude, when she's that running down the like hallway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Damn, the cruise, dude, like the infamous cruise scream. She can fucking scream. Okay, Fuck random me. trivia time. Uh, who's Jamie Lee Curtis's mother? Janet uh, Lee. God damn it! Uh, I wanted Tyler Psycho. to answer that. Oh, <laughs> yes, listen, you ask, you ask a question, you're gonna get an answer. Tyler, did you know waiting, that? I ain't waiting for nobody. <laughs> That's funny. Tyler, were you aware of that? Yes, uh, yes, I was. What film were they in together as a brief cameo? Quite a few. H two O. Ah, there you. And the fog. <laughs> ah, you're right. Oh, oh, really? I haven't seen that in years. I gotta watch that. I have. I think the that might be on our list too, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, real quick. Sweet. That car that Janet Lee drives in H two O. That's the same car from Psycho. Yep. The same exact yeah, nice. one. Not a model. It's the same exact car. Nice. Well, that's your Michael Myers sidebar. Uh, where <laughs> the fuck are we? Okay. <laughs> so Johnny D, questions. All right, well, um... Oh, by the way, I love this film, continuing. <laughs> was this your first time watching it, or no? Yes. It was, too. Awesome. Whose pick was this? Was this Chad's? Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, he's not here. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was like, was this just, like, did we all decide because it was uh, it had to do with New Year's Eve, or was this actually something specific? We had uh, um, options for New Year's picks, remember? Yeah, there's still one I want to watch, and I think I'm going to try to watch it this week, is uh, New Year's Evil. That's on our shutter, right? I think it is. Mm -hmm. I have to look. Okay. Um, So as for questions, I don't have too many big ones, and I feel like one you could probably answer for me right off the bat. So the in the third act, when she's allowed to go in the little bunker and go take a little nap, and that dude says he's going to wait outside the thing, she grabs a wire coat hanger. Complete nod to Halloween. Yep. Yeah, your name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Come on. Literally grabs the coat hanger <laughs> and then goes curls up in a ball in the corner. And I was like, wow, if that is not. This idea was presented to John Carpenter and uh, what's his writing partner? Deborah. Uh, and they, yeah. they approved. They thought this was a good idea to have to make this film. No shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I would have liked to see his version of it. That would have been very interesting. I have a feeling he would have changed. I have a feeling there would have been some very drastic changes that would have really would have been nice depending on how he went the studio would have and gave him more of a budget that, oh, yeah. and uh not that we didn't already say that we love the lighting of this film but it would have been interesting to see his take on the lighting he was, it was 
It would have been Dean Cundy lighting it for sure. I can guarantee. Right. A lot more shadows and it, it might have actually I, seemed spacious, maybe a little bit bigger. You never know. Yeah. Um, so here's another question, and this might be one that TJ might yell at me for looking a little bit too far in. That's fine. And that's fine. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna throw that out there. But uh why when the conductor made everybody get off, mm-hmm. why did Jamie Lee Curtis and Doc get back on the train? Because Doc, like, Doc was an idiot and thought he knew who it was, if they, uh, something like that. Had they just made the smart decision of staying outside with everybody, they most likely would have survived the night and he would have never been able to kill anybody else. Besides maybe David Copperfield, who they locked in already. But yeah, that was that was my big question. I'm like, why would they get I saw the that train? scene as no... they were going back to kick some ass. Oh, you thought, okay. Get their little bit of a revenge. When the guy said, like, they're not sitting, like, everybody's accounted for. He's like, okay, we're going to go back in there, kick some fucking ass. If he's not out here, he's in there. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. And then um, my last question would be, um, so <clears throat> the character Doc. Yeah. You think he was secretly in love with his uh, buddy mother there? Mm-hmm. I was thinking the exact same fucking thing. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say there was something, there would have been some real bromance, more than a bromance going on there. No, because there was that whole scene where he's like, listen, if she's not for you anymore, just remember, I'm always there for you, buddy. Like, always there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Without directly saying it, I was like, oh. Like, all right. Like, this dude just doesn't matter. Hole's a fucking hole. It's either that or he's taking the whole fraternity brother thing to heart. Maybe. But oh. I don't know that shtick, so that would be fucking Greek to me. Oh, but uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, man, I don't – that was my only questions. I didn't really have a lot for this one, unless you guys got some. Uh, not really, no. I mean, it <laughs> seemed like a very cut-and-dry little slasher movie. It had the basic slasher formula. Um, Bobby and I discussed this. I <laughs> felt like this movie really didn't pick up till the third act. Like oh, me, I, I loved it the whole way through. Did you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I did I love the whole movie all the way through, but my favorite part when we get to it is the third act, and I'll explain why when we get there. So, uh, douche the movie, we all will say Doc. Oh, yes. yeah, hell yes. <laughs> to say he to say he's a douchebag is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might take douche of the year. Honestly, if we gave out an award for like, I mean, and douche of the could, year goes to Doc from Terror Train. I mean, you know, <laughs> to literally use cadavers in a prank. How do you do? That's pretty fucking hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no redemption with Doc. I mean, that's the thing that made him the worst right from the very get go all the way through to the end. I mean, he never redeemed himself. Why haven't we talked about the thing yet? The thing? The thing that's so very fucking apparent about the twist in this film. Oh, the fact Uh, that you could clearly tell that there was a dude dressed as a woman. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. (laughs) <laughs> it is man. <laughs> oh. uh, no, I knew there was something off just because of the long neck, but maybe it was just the quality because I well, watched it on YouTube and it just looked fucking weird. I remember, yeah. I remember during the, the 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 scene where he was doing the big magic trick, the assistant coming out. I'm like, I'm looking at, it, I'm like, that face doesn't look right, but I couldn't like get a clear vision, no matter how clear the picture. I'm like, what the fuck? 
That's... So she's a man, baby. If that is a woman, it does look like she was beaten with an ugly stick. Well, she looks rather She is rather mannish. Oh, my God, yeah. I just made my night. Oh, my God. It's a man, man. It's a man, baby. Okay, so That's moving... Wait, wait, wait. Does that make you horny? (laughs) Okay, so moving on to our questions. It is time for our favorite kill. Garbage day! Okay, mine would have to be... Guys, we had to do shit to the soundboard, and we haven't got to the best yet. Anyway. Fuck yeah. uh, Best kill for me? For me. Since we actually didn't see any kills, I'd have to say the decapitation of Doc. Yo, that head though. Yeah. That looked like <laughs> that head looked like it's been sitting there for six fucking months when they did that reveal. You know, there is a warning on the overhead bin for a reason. Flying right? heads. <laughs> I like Doc's little freakout scene there though when he started just stabbing everything. Just yeah. air. He was just like ah, but he He's never so paranoid. So fucking yeah. paranoid. Exactly. Oh, it's great. He's just sitting in there and he's just staring. He's just fucking looking around. He's like, is that it? What is it? Is it a person? No! That was a a very crazy scene. It was. (laughs) Yes, it was. Okay, so... Tyler, what do you got, bud? I picked the exact same thing. I mean, just for the setup and everything. Plus, I just really wanted Doc to die. Yeah. (laughs) That's I fucking hated his guts. But the thing is, and that's Hart Bachner. I mean, he he always plays a really good douchebag. Yes, he does. He did a diehard, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby, what was your favorite kill, bud? Uh, Same thing. I said it earlier. It was Doc. And the reason why I liked his kill, it wasn't so much for the aftermath. It was, you see the hand come on his shoulder. And he's like, oh, it was a prank. And then you see him lift up. And there's this weird noise like, and it it was like instantaneous. But you just miss it. The setup was awesome. When he when he put his hand on his shoulder and the dude just looked at it, does that mean like did that dude actually steal that girl's jewelry and paint his neck her yeah. color? So he, yeah, that's, that's impressive. I will say I mean, that this is, uh, is the same guy that cleaned up a body, swapped the fucking dude, costume, cleaned out all the fucking blood right? and the mirror. And he, he did, had a like, lot of I mean, time and patience, man. He was that bathroom was locked for a while. Yeah. Like they definitely got, kept going by that, and they were just, oh, dude, go to the one at the end of the hall. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'm actually going to go a little different on my favorite kill for this uh, versus the three. My favorite kill is when the killer got kicked off the end of the train at the end. I thought that was fucking hilarious and awesome. Just I the love the sound of the body hitting the just ground. The bo- yes, yes. yes. And the, my favorite part was it didn't even hit the water. It hit the fucking ice first and then fell into the water. And then you just and get a nice long pan shot of a dummy body. Just oh, wait, did you see the shoe come off as he went? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was that a nice was little perfect. like added touch that I, they obviously probably, I hope didn't plan. And they were like, keep it like we could only do this once. <laughs> That's it. We got paid. That's it. But it was just so funny. Like that dude just comes out. He's like shovel. but you know i will say i wish uh i will say honorable mention just because it felt like was the very first one with the sword ah once again you didn't see it but that dude 
he sold the fuck out of sword, it. but he got impaled with a sword, then got stripped down and was still alive the whole time, and then rolled over to get flattened by a train. Like yeah. it, that's pretty epic, and I just wish we all we actually saw it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice if we did. But we, I mean, you you knew it happened, but you know if. If you had the train rolling away and you just had like a bunch of balloons just splat out blood, yeah. that would have been fine for me. I would have been oh. cool with that. So, best scene, mine would have to be when Kenny is outside the fucking window. Oh, his fucking vampire scene? <laughs> yeah. What the oh. fuck was that, dude? <laughs> that was some freaky fucking shit. Oh Bro, that God, shit went to like a whole different element at that point. I'm like, yo. It's like, he <laughs> Came down like Spider Man, just creeping in the window, dude. Like that was great. That, that was, was perfect. Scene. And that mask, dude, like all half covered in blood. That shit looked cool as fuck, man. Yeah. Like, I wish they stuck with the Groucho mask because I did. I was a little particular to that, but the change of costumes, man. Like that's just a cool fucking. Mm -hmm. That was just a cool little motif of it. I agree. It's like a chameleon effect. That's it, that's what I loved most about the movie all together. I think. You know, like you said earlier, it's not a who done it. You know who done it, but where is he? How is he disguised this time? Yep. Yeah. Who is it? Right. <laughs> and, and all you have to do to set him off is just kiss him. You know what I mean? Like that's a yeah, story. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a major freak the fuck out moment. I was, I was like, what the fuck, dude? This is not normal. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, best scene. Uh, best scene. Mm. What? You know, I, it's hard for me to pinpoint one particular scene, but I'm almost going to say just the whole third act. Okay. Dude, like when, like, that's when the lighting really changes a lot more dramatic. That sweet, like, hallway shot where it goes pink and then it goes super dark. Like, it's really hard because then you get that, like, uh, scene where he's fucking with her in the cage. Like, that mm -hmm. was great. Like, just that mm -hmm. whole last third Pop. section there. Pop. Pop. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, dude, that was sweet, man. Like, way to fuck it. And that's also a, like, why would you lock yourself in the cage? But at the same time, you're on a fucking train. So what else are you gonna do? <laughs> you know what? He kind of can't go anywhere. And right. the worst part is fun. is that she 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 can't see him, but he can see her because she's lit up. I know, mm -hmm. dude. That's and that's one of the best parts if you ever worked a haunted house. That's like one of the oh, best scares, man. Is have so them in a fully yes, lit spot and you coming out of the dark for sure. But and if you guys have ever stabbed yourself accidentally on one of those fucking little. Uh, letter spikes, which I have working at a restaurant. It yeah. doesn't feel well. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> Robo so, yeah, I would have to see. Tyler, what you got, buddy, for your favorite scene? I was gonna say Jamie Lee Curtis in the cage. That was mm. my that was my favorite scene anyway. I mean you're already in a claustrophobic environment, you're already on a train, and then you can find yourself even smaller. But somehow she still defended herself out of that situation. Right, exactly. The whole the whole run through of the entire scene, I loved. Bobby, I I agree with um, Mr. Robofuck here. That I love the whole <laughs> third act, like John said, but that definitely because it, it also reminds me of the closet scene in um, Halloween. Precisely, small, small space, yet she still comes out on top. Yep. So it was, uh, yeah. She is the bloodiest in this said. movie that she's been in any other movie. We've talked about this this morning. Uh, I feel like by the end, she's just fucking covered in blood. She's not like that in Halloween. No, no. she's not at she's all. She's not like that in prom night. Nope. Nope. 
Think about it. Sure, so it wasn't like that in trading places. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) She was nude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, two tugs for that. Anyway, uh, did the opening scene hook you in? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah. Uh, it was a slow build, but it was a great build. Honestly, could have done without it. I think the little uh, storytelling within uh, the main plot on the train tells you all you need to know. Yeah. I yeah. think that would have made it more mysterious and wouldn't have given it away so easily. I think it would have been cool if you did the whole scene, but you didn't actually reveal who Mickey was. Kenny. You know what I mean? Like, or Kenny, I'm sorry. Um, you killed Kenny. Did you know that they call him Ken twice <laughs> in the film? Do they? Yep. I did not. Uh, no, I mean, just that whole like scene, like obviously them setting them up the gag, but like, dude, with all the lights and shit, that was just so fucking weird. I agree. And uh, I mean, it kind of sets the character to like, you know, I mean, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is in on the joke, but obviously you're kind of exposed that she's not in on the 100% of the joke. Yeah. Because obviously she freaks the fuck out when she sees the cadaver, limbless cadaver. <laughs> I love that. It True. Didn't even have like the arms weren't even attached either, dude. Like, Chilly. and I think we, I believe that was the only set of titties we get to see in the film, too. No, uh, uh, no. the girl with the belt. The be- oh, oh my God! Yes, I did forget about that. How can you forget? And we'll get to that. So, yeah, uh, pants. Yeah, everyone agrees that the opening scene hooked us in. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy little freak out with the fan shit going on. You're just like, what the? F-? I thought the dude was going to snap his own neck. I thought he was like, going to hang gonna... himself. That's yeah, like I thought it was going to go like that. But then like it was going to be like, I know what you did last summer. Like he's not really dead kind of thing. Or... Robert. Uh, all right, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Robert. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, opening scene. Oh, yeah. I said yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, ooh, I, I got a soundbite for this. It is best mm. hits, hottest girl. Swing, swing, pimple. She's a babe. She's magically babelicious. Delicious. <laughs> perfect. Okay. She was a present. She'd be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> swing, swing. <laughs> okay, uh, I'd have to say belt girl. Yeah. She got that thickness and she got them mm-hmm. big old titties. Yep. And what the hell is with that costume, though? Old man geriatric pulled up pants, but with a hand coming out, grabbing the titty. It's perfect. <laughs> I guess that yeah. means that there's something coming up out of the depths. Yo, man, she dude. was ready, dude. She oh, wanted yeah. that D. <laughs> but he wasn't giving it to her. No, not at all. Uh, he, he was she was holding strong. Robofuck, best tits, hottest girl. I'm going to say Mitchie. Boy, if I could see underneath that black dress. <laughs> she was down the clown, dude. I mean, hell <laughs> she wanted that she was on. i was gonna say she was getting hot and ready after doc ditched her so she was ready to sleep with a lizard well i mean isn't that like traditional college life it seemed like everybody on this train was ready to just swap they didn't give a shit yeah they know. didn't give a shit to me mitchy even saw what was happening that doc was going in the back room she that's when she told jamie lee curtis's character oh the boys can take care of themselves well, that's what i love those two those two girls you know obviously their boyfriends were the first murder victims but they were just like, oh, we can't find her boyfriends. Hey, you know what the fuck? This sounds like today's culture 100% to some yeah, Robert, 1980s culture, dude. It's always been like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Best hit, hottest girl, Bobby. The girl, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, yeah, I do have a. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, Jamie Lee was hot looking. Give me, enjoy, give, give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and he has reached <laughs> climax, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, but uh, <laughs> I just saw Bobby's O face. <laughs> <laughs> that's his vinegar strokes. You see that? That's you his vinegar some, strokes. You want right some there. juice? You want some juice? Oh. <laughs> There's that jangle juice you mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Uh, high-waisted girl and, and Jamie. I got to give Jamie. I'd have to say that as well. Okay. Did the score set the motherfucking mood? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. I honestly don't remember the score, so I'm going to have to say. The and- score was basically the band playing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess I can go with it that. It had some synth that shit. That wasn't too bad. It had some synth moments. Yeah, yeah it did. did it? I guess they just didn't really stand out too much to me. But like, the yeah, nobody's like, man, you hear that Terror Train soundtrack? It's fucking off the hook, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'm playing it on my turntable right. right now. Yeah, that's what it's known for. Is it's awesome synth score. But best song I'd have to say is the song that that dude's playing on the piano. He's like just chilling. Where like, Jamie Lee's like standing right in front of him and he's yeah. like literally singing in her ear. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that or the one when they uh, he Ooh. hit the brakes and they all fucking fell forward. Copperfield's music. Thing. But he's Ooh. performing. That's so uh. retro like porn shit. Uh. That's, it's, it's either porn or magician. It could go in either category. It could. I mean. <laughs> or both. Ooh. Porn magician? You feel the magic. like? Be like, <laughs> watch! I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna watch this. Di- I'm gonna make this dick disappear. Oh, the sausage! <laughs> okay. In oh, more shit. ways than one, there's three ways to make it disappear. Ladies. Oh my! Five favorite Four character, motherfuckers. Favorite character. Going to hell. I'm going to hell. My favorite character. Uh, this is that sooty guy. That uh, what the hell is the name? <laughs> The guy that just shovels the coal? Yeah. No, <laughs> no uh, I, I'd have to say the conductor. Okay, he was good. Nice choice. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. Um, I guess he actually used to play in a lot of westerns before yep. this movie. Yeah, he, yeah, he looks like it. Um, yeah, he was a good character. Uh, I felt like he kind of held his the information. Like sometimes he acted the way you think he would. And then other times I, I felt like he just kind of like kept it to himself. Uh-huh. I don't know. Right. I felt the same way. Like you didn't know where he was going with it, but it was just, I mean, then eventually he's like, you know, he, he does all the right things. He's, he's smart about it. He stops the trade. He makes everybody get off. And um, for a second, you honestly think he made a mistake with the fucking dead Gorn thing. Yeah. Cause he like, he's mm-hmm. like, cause he had this suspicious look on his face. Yeah, like, but there was so crazy? much blood. Yeah, there was so much blood in that fucking in that first shot when he sees him. Which, once again, kudos to the killer for getting that all cleaned up in that amount of time. <laughs> yeah, true. All Nobody, locked in that tiny little bathroom. Also, why Nobody wouldn't he check? You why wouldn't he check the garbage can sooner? Oh, that is a good question. That's a good question. Damn it, why didn't we ask this before? <laughs> no, I, I got nothing on that one, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Johnny, favorite character? David Copperfield. Okay. <laughs> Bobby? You know who I... I had a, <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. You know who, son of a bitch. Son <laughs> no, of you a know bitch! Who, you know who I actually enjoyed? That guy who was dressed up as Uncle Sam and his fucking speech he was going on yes! about that one point. Yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> He was. I was like, "What is the fuck?" I like this guy. There's I liked him in. The, I liked him in the beginning, shit. dude. 
There's shit going on around the train. What's he doing? I am Uncle Sam. Oh, okay. Well, like, kudos to I you, got man. a jacuzzi in my room. Want to join me? <laughs> oh, he was, you be, are, yeah. Were you being serious about the jacuzzi? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, just, he's just like this, like, oh. <laughs> but he was even good in the beginning when he was like, they're like, yo, you're going to have to wear that beanie unless you get laid. He's like, really? He's like, all right, you just got to see a full titty. He's like, all right. <laughs> he was very level-headed throughout the whole movie. He w- he did, had a really good character to him. I Yeah, I like him. That's my guy. I like level-headed, that was a- le- level-headed while all the murders are going on. That was a really offbeat character to pick for favorite character. I like that. You're welcome. What do you got, Tyler? I want to say Doc, just because he was so douchey, I... I followed the storyline all the way through and hoping he died, but I was so intrigued by every one of his actions, like trying to bust his buddy cheating. Like, I don't know. It's just the, the work that they did to write that character up. So yeah, yes, was- he was my favorite kill, but he's my favorite character too. Yeah. He, uh, he was definitely one of the better actors along with Jamie Lee, I would say. Oh yeah. He was seasoned. Fuck yeah. All right, gentlemen. The next question. Was it scary? Bobby. Yes. Yes. It had great jump scares. It, uh, and the kills, even though they were off screen, they they took you by surprise. They were quick. They weren't really drawn out. Like parts of it were, but when it came to the kills themselves, they were quick. And the fact that, again, we said it a thousand times already, it took place on a train very claustrophobic nowhere to go the lighting made the scenes it was definitely fucking scary i mean would i sit here and be like no but it's definitely has that good scare factor to it so yes right like if you can put yourself in the characters i have i have more behind the scenes stuff by the way i want to inject here uh canadian actor Derek mckinnon who played the mass killer appears in 11 scenes in terror train wearing a different costume or mass disguise in each scene including his real character of Kenny. This was friction between director Spottiswood and McKinnon during the shoot, which Spottiswood claimed was a result of his inexperience. To quote Spottiswood, he wasn't an actor. He was a transvestite from the streets of Montreal, and he wasn't familiar with the concepts of a contract and showing up for work on time. In a strange way, though, he did a pretty good job. He was familiar with the world of cheap theater, and it was strangely effective. Hmm. Wow. Shit. All Which right. is why well, we made the jokes and... earlier about the tranny stuff, uh, because the fact that he literally called him that was just absurd. <laughs> well, I mean, part of it was true. I mean, literally, that's what tra- that person he, was before this. Yeah, he was a transvestite. Like, whatever. That's he wore hey. a drag, and that's. I mean, he pulled off that you know reveal or whatever you want to call it. I thought really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought so too. To, to go with, was it scary? I thought that was actually one of the, like, quote unquote, scariest parts, dude, is I when agree. he was, when he was doing the reveal, and then like, you really see how deep his character, like how psychotic he really fucking yep. is. Absolutely, and it's just like that. That's a no shit moment because it's like, Jamie's kind of stuck. He's already got her fucking wrist like locked. So you know what I mean? Like that was. I like it, how he. I like how he kept yeah. pulling her forward too. Right. Kiss me. Yeah, later. That was a kiss me. But I love it. Like that was his like <laughs> weird fucking tweak out. Was he? She did exactly what he asked, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I can't handle it." Ah. <laughs> right, the twirl. same freak out he had when, when he was pranked. Got to do right, just starts spinning around. Yeah, like a little kid trying to get drunk or something. You're like, 
So was right. it scary, uh, everyone? I answered. Yes. Does it hold up today? I think so. I think as a film, if you, I think it's different, and I think it's so different that it does hold up. Okay. Uh, I can agree with that, but I wouldn't rule this one out for a remake if done right. I agree with Bobby. And like, like th- this is one of those where it would have to be done right. Don't like make it so over the top and don't, don't fucking don't, lo- don't lose the jump scare factor. Like it, well, if it, if it's done right, it could be it could work. I, I completely agree with you, Bobby. I, I think they could still use the costume angle very well. Yes. Like that. That's something that's very easy. The whole aspect of staying on a train. Obviously, that's perfect. Um, what I would want them to do is because this one. Okay, this one's obviously she's got it's it's our beloved Jamie Lee, but this one seems to just feel a little bit more dated to me than let's say like Halloween or like the first Friday the 13th. And I don't know what it is per se. Maybe it's just like the magician moments and just like the dance scenes. I don't know what it is for like if that's what it for me. But like I would want to see in a remake more to do with New Year's Eve, like have something go down midnight and they're doing like the ball drop or something like you know what i mean like whatever Ooh, yeah, okay yeah yeah i get that yeah that would be that would be like that was the yeah. whole motif of this was it was supposed to be like it was go down on new year's eve besides it being like yeah we're on a train for new year's eve that was it so and that's, it, that's our part that's our party day that's it yeah you're okay yeah. I which i mean that. maybe you don't need more than that but it would just be interesting to see like seeing that's always the big thing that everybody celebrates on new year's eve like you got to have, a, I feel like you got to almost have the countdown and you can have like an amazing kill or maybe that's like the first kill. You know, he doesn't start until the new year or some bullshit. And then like the ball drops and that's like where the first person gets stabbed in the back or some bullshit. All right. I'm writing this down for a screenplay as you can. Yeah. That's right. Tyler coming in hot. Fucking A, dude. Okay. So we're So Tyler, what do you think, buddy? Do you think it holds up today or? I I would completely agree with you guys. I think it does, and it wouldn't be bad to do a remake if they did it correctly. You know, don't try to outdo anything. Don't don't try to go above your means, beyond the means that you're capable of, I think. That's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Unfortunately, if it was remade today, they'd probably have some bullshit social justice warrior theme behind it and fucking get shot. But. Yeah, and transvestite <laughs> wouldn't be a no-go. Well, yeah, dude, because then you'd probably have, like, I mean, and I understand that's a, that is an argument within the trans community that uh, trans people in horror are always seen as, like, you know, the go-to of the villains and shit. But it's like, yo, man, that's kind of been an archetype. Like, It's a betrayal of mental health, really, not even that. Right, and it's not... I mean, that, that, this is a whole different fucking big yeah. subject where we, you know... we everybody's going to have different opinions on and shit like that. Right. You're always going to piss somebody off no matter what you do. Now, like to me, like I don't know anything necessarily. So like this movie doesn't offend me in any way. Would it offend some people today? Probably because everybody's offended about something. If you think this is offensive, watch sleepaway camp. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. uh, If you guys, if you guys, if you guys think about it, what are horror movies really aimed at? Oh, offensive things, no matter, even if the movie was, so generic to anything and everybody in the movie, it always offends somebody. Look at The Exorcist. So what does that offend? That offends religion. Well, this, this you it, In a way it does and in a way it doesn't because who believes it? 
who doesn't, especially back then, I remember my mom saying that when that movie came out, there was big controversy just everywhere with right. churches, religion. Oh, this is offensive. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. So this movie, especially today, if it was remade, mm-hmm. that backlash would be huge. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, what comes with backlash is talk about it. What comes with talk is people seeing it. So think about it. It's almost like a a behind the thing of like, well, we offend people, but then it gets ticket sales. You ever think it could be, hey, this helps our sales? Well, it's I don't think it's necessarily just about offending. It's. One thing that horror has always been good at, and I and even in like low budget horror, is always just pushing boundaries. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah, that's, that's, the, absolute, setting, that's the absolute truth. A- asking those questions that most big budget movies, you know, would be afraid to ask because they're like, no, we need to appeal to a broad audience instead of maybe alienating ourselves to one particular group or another. And you know, that's that's. One reason I personally love horror is horror always pushes those questions. Every every movie, whether it's good or bad, those limits, like you just said, are pushed. And even though a movie might alienate to a certain group, the horror genre itself goes to the broad group because oh, yeah, it includes everybody. It literally includes everybody, no matter what you say. It really well, there's does. that. There's always that argument. I'm sure you guys have heard it. You know, horror is just for like dudes and blah 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 no that's i'll go fuck yourself yeah that's that's bullshit bullshit. that's bullshit just based off of our listener bases here because we got a lot of lady listeners here uh i'm gonna interject here uh yeah gorehound brenton lee just got announced to be playing jason in the remainder of the fall of camp blood shoots nice oh nice congratulations congratulations very nice but yeah where i was going with this little tangent it's like no man in itself dude like there has been it's always been about like female empowerment to me dude ever since fucking you look all the way back in the night in the 70s and everything going to 74 with uh black christmas or texas chainsaw halloween obviously you know what i mean like it's all about and that's something that we mentioned in the last episode especially tj brought it up it's and i agree it's more empowering to see a girl go through all this traumatic experience and then come out at the top at the end than just like this new age bullshit of just Absolutely. all hanging up and uh, you know, be like, oh, we're not gonna let this happen. Exactly. Well, it's like, are you though? No. You Sorry, know, I didn't mean to go super off tangent on that. Dude, you're completely <laughs> fine. And that, you know, that's the whole point of about like I like about these slashers, is they're all so completely different. These killers always have a completely different motive. And you know, like this is more of an exploration into mental health and bullying and the results of that and the consequences of that. And then people right. are responsible for their actions. And, you know, you know, other films like Halloween and stuff, you know, people say that Michael has no motive, but, you know, everybody that he kills is breaking some sort of sin, committing some sort of sin. And uh, with the exception of Lori. And the dog. Right. And the dog. <laughs> well, the dog, the dogs are just for survival. That, that's just you got to. Yeah. He's got to eat. But like, yeah. But like John said, for all you female listeners out there. Horror is for you too. Please don't let anybody tell you differently. Uh, if, if so, rip their nuts off. Yes. Rip their, nuts off. rip their nuts off and hang them by your dream catcher at night if you have one. If not, <laughs> if not just hang them next to whatever the hell it is you want and be happy. Yes, Love horror so. with the rest of us. Nobody fucking cares. Love it. 
Are we on acting? Yes. Uh, good. Awesome. Yeah, I would say it was yes. uh, pretty good. So, uh, you got good. your main characters between uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Doc, the conductor. Um, everybody holds their own pretty well. Nobody's like terribly bad. Mm-hmm. Laughably bad, I would say. So the next question is, is did you like the cinematography? Uh, yeah, t- boy. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler, you yeah. want to dive yeah. in? Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, any cool. particular uh, any particular things that you liked about the yes. cinematography? It was how, like you guys said earlier. Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no, you go. Go, 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 go. You're the guest. Go, go, go. go. <laughs> it was the lighting throughout the entire way and how it actually how things were shot. And like I said, you know, small spaces to be able to pull that off. I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, TJ working within the limitations of a train and within that, not being able to, you know, alter the train in any way and having those fixed angles in certain train cars really added a very different feeling to this film. And, you know, some of these, uh, let's say, Fixed camera angles led to some really interesting shots because the way that they changed them up was like we said earlier was by the different different lighting scenarios that they presented in each scene. And then by also by filling up the train car with different uh, set decorations as well as extras and characters, it allowed for a different feel for each scene and allowed to, you know, like I said, the, the train itself almost becomes a character within the film. And I think a lot of that has to be attested to the cinematography and the way that they I, choose to shoot this film. I, I would have to fully agree with that because I, I, don't, I don't know how many cars there are. I would say like six, maybe five or six yes, cars. I'd say about six. Yeah. yeah. Um, every time they go into a different one, it's it is a completely different feel, whether it's the magicians like big open one where they have the dancing going on or it's the bar which is still pretty open but tight, but then you get right into the little locker room scene, which is always the most claustrophobic yes. feeling. And and there could always be somebody know, in the bunks. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're always I mean, they had that little like potential jump scare, like where he's like looking around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was uh like I like I said earlier, man, just that whole claustrophobic feeling. Like for me especially, like I can't stand tight spaces. So that would just bother the piss <laughs> out of me. So it made me definitely feel it. So I would definitely have to say the cinematography was awesome for this. Yeah, I agree. I even like the stock footages of the, uh, of the train just coming down the track from the same shot each time. (laughs) I got to tell you with those shots, John, you mentioning that it takes that claustrophobia away. But then the thought is, well, wait a minute, they can't go anywhere. Well, that's like the best part is like when they finally see that, when the conductor sees the light and he's finally like, Oh, he's, you know, he's like, we could finally make a stop. Like, that's the best part is like, they know the shit's going down, but there's literally nothing they could do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could stop. What are they going to do? Just going to stand outside the train like they did. Yeah. They're eventually going yeah. to get back on because it's so cold and they're in the middle of nowhere. So like, I would have said, I would have said, everybody cuddle up on the ground. We're staying right here until the cops show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I mean, we got to on the train. Fuck you. No, we don't. <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, sure. But like, you know, 1980s. How are you going to get a hold of the cops? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't know how trains work though. back then. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know if they were CB in back then on trains. Or- oh, anybody else want to chip um, in on the cinematography? I, I mean, I think we're all on board that we all enjoy it. Okay. It was, yeah. uh, it was yeah. one of the better parts of the movie. I would say great premise. 
Oh, yeah, the premise yes. is great. <laughs> the premise Absolutely. Was oh, that fall was wonderful. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <laughs> I, I like the fact that it was sold as Halloween on a train, and we need Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's get to the ratings, boys. I'm going to give this a 4.25 out of 5. Uh, before I give mine, did Chad give one by chance? No, he didn't watch it yet. Chad did not give us a rating this time. Okay. Um, the the premise, the concepts, the cinematography I liked. The kills were pretty lackluster, I would feel. Like, I'm not going to, you know. They weren't the best. Um, you got a little bit of gore after the fact. So this is kind of like a middle-of-the-road movie for me. Okay. So I'm going to have to say 3.5. Tyler? I'm going to go high on this one and say a 4.5. I just really, really wow. loved the movie. Okay. Uh, Bobby? I do love the movie, don't get me wrong, but um, I still think there could have been more. I do agree with John on it, though I will be the lowest rating out of everybody here. I'm getting it a 3.0. Uh, right. I, get them, I love it, but there was potential. There was potential, and I'm not saying they didn't achieve potential in areas, but from it, there could have been more. I understand budget and everything, but I still think there could have been a little more. So a 3.0 for me. That is a Gormore average score of 3.8 out of 5. Very respectable. Yeah, yeah, I could live with that. That's a pretty damn good score if you ask me. <laughs> so, everybody, so. that is the ending of our review of 1980s Terror Train featuring Jamie Lee Curtis and David Copperfield. What a ride that was on ye old Taylor. What the fuck? Terror train, not Taylor. What the fuck's wrong with me? Terror train. Uh, Tyler, Tyler train. Tyler train. train. (laughs) That's no, no, that's the remake. We're going to call it the robo fuck train. There you go. (laughs) Oh, dear God. I'm going to be dead. (laughs) And you're the main star there, buddy. Yeah, I'll be busy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd like to say thank you to each and every one of you gorehounds out there that come back and listen to this glorious shit show each and every week. <laughs> I'd yeah. like to thank each and every one of you that buy Duback merch and more specifically the VHS Gore and More design. We love you guys and thank you for the support. I'd like to say thank you to all the people in the shit show Facebook chat and everybody <laughs> over on the Gore and More horror discussion group. We love you all. They, uh, we're almost up. What we're at five hundred and thirty members so, yep. or something. Yeah, really good stuff there. You guys are awesome. I'll tell you what, we wouldn't be here if you weren't here. <laughs> you want keep right. us, Yeah, you guys keep <laughs> us going, and uh, I really appreciate the friendships that I get to uh, form with all of you, uh, Tyler. Speaking of that, and I mean, what else is to say? But you guys rock. I think I, that's all of us can say that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who listens to, like you said, our shit show. Cause we're not, we're, we're not professionals. We're professionals, but we're not professionals. Let's be real about it. <laughs> professionals <is> in training. <laughs> how long is that training session? <laughs> Unorthodox uh, professionals. That's how we're, we're for the love of horror, for yes. the love of everything that's involved with it. And when I say everything that for in, the love of gore, the, and the more. thriller, the gore, everything that can possibly thank you from the bottom of our black hearts. And also 
to all of us out there, everybody at Dubac, all the podcasts, all the people who listen, Happy New Year as well. Yes. Speaking of that, kill, you can you find the, the Goremore podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and over on the illustrious dobackdiscussion.net. Head on over to TeePublic to find Dubac Discussion and look at our sweet, sweet, sweet and sexy fucking merch. Buy it now. Don't look like a mm-hmm. fucking pussy. Get laid. Fucking know what you got to do. Tyler, thank you for joining us. Thank you for rushing your uh, sweet little ass home and hopping on. Sorry you couldn't see your yeah, face dude. today. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. I'm honored. Of course. Yes, thank you for being our permanent fill-in, man. Yes. Like yes. <laughs> Tyler, you are the fucking man. You are. That's. I mean, to come in clutch and to be, like, there in a week's notice, it takes takes a real man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> it's so it's so I'm hungry, man. And, and not only on that, but, you know, just for sharing the show and everything, man, mm-hmm. all the shit you do, dude, yeah. it, just, yep. it helps. Absolutely. Anything yeah. that I can do to, to spread the word. Fuck yeah, dude. Spread it wide, buddy. Well, if, guys. Uh, I guess if I can if I could throw out my thanks, I guess, really quick. Yeah. Uh, for my 2019, my first big thanks would have to go to TJ and Chad for even bringing me on this show. Uh, I came back on back in April, which like, it's crazy to think that it's even almost like it's been that long. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of interviews going in between, but now that we're just sticking with reviews and we're now that we've completely like we locked in on this weekly instead of the bi-weekly you know what i mean like we've been just churning this shit out for you guys and i hope you love it uh like tj said i personally love it it's i know this might sound a little fucking weird but it's almost very therapeutic for me man to just know that every monday i get to hop in with these guys and shoot the shit for an hour and a half about horror Mm -hmm. and just laugh about it the whole fucking way um you know it's been a year where Dude, I hopped on in this, had no idea besides the fact that, yeah, I like fucking watching horror movies. TJ's like, you want to do it? Sure. Started out with a fucking Xbox mic, worked up to some bullshit little shitty one, and here we are. Everybody's all sounding good with our quality equipment coming in. Yep. That's the professional uh, part of us right there. <laughs> right, we have. And uh, yeah, man, like, you know, it was fun, dude. And then uh, TJ was like, yo, I'm bringing in Bobby. And I talked to Bobby a little bit before the show, but really I met him doing the show. And, uh, Dude, since we gotten like the four man format, this show, it's, you know, I can re listen to our episodes and just laugh the whole fucking time. Right. You know, we did a good job. <laughs> just as long as if I can keep laugh at our own dumb shit that I've already heard and was there, then I know we did I've, a good job, you know? Yeah, um, that's the truth. Again, yeah, thank, you, thank you, TJ, for bringing me on today. I forgot to mention it before. Sorry. No. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> no, man, it's just, you know, and, and just being part of this podcast has just definitely been an ex- uh, experience in itself. I've met a lot of new people uh, and a lot of people I can consider friends, even though, yes, we may have not physically met. Uh, you know, I know business wise, anybody, we would all help each other out, all each, each, each other's backs, um, all of our sponsors, anything like that. You know what I mean? Like. I know we would all help each other's out in a moment's notice. Absolutely. So it's just been a nice to really join in in this big ass do back family. Uh, yeah. I gotta say, man, it, it's been a very good year. It has been. And John, you, John, you're going to Monster Mania, correct? Yeah. And the goal is oh, to get real, real, real. to lose 30 pounds before Monster Mania. <laughs> well, well here, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here, if that's your goal before Mania, your goal at Mania is to get fucked up at the bar with me. Ah. Well, I, I, once again, I'm a big boy. It's going to take some money. If you oh, hear no, howling yeah, well, coming the, from the bar, that's the Gordon Moore crew. 
Oh. Yeah, right. You do that shit. It's like, wait, why are they howling? We hurt. We drank too much. We're going to have a fucking Bluetooth and just play spring, uh, fall break the whole fucking time. Gonna, uh... Oh, God. Then everybody will know it's you. Oh, yeah, oh, just oh. hearing that shit come right in, fucking busting through the doors. Cops come in, have to arrest us. Oh, oh, it's dude. okay. We're on a fall break. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, then we wake, yeah, then we wake up on Monday. Oh, shit. Oh, fall break. Fall break. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I know. I can't wait for Monster Mania, man. I'm stoked. Uh, I will debut yeah. Project Burlap at Monster Mania. I got a couple things. I got one thing debuting at Monster Mania, and um, that's all I could say. Yeah. How many of you, Bobby, are you bringing just one cosplay, or are you bringing a few? Uh, two. Terminator, and then the one that, uh, the reveal? And yeah, then... I, sent, I sent you guys a picture in the chat, but uh, that's right. all you're gonna. That's all you're gonna get for now. That's probably all you're gonna get. I should no, say. that's fair. <laughs> well, that's no, but no, but nobody's gonna be seeing it except for those who work on it with me. I have a few other people who are gonna help me with a couple other things. So well, that's why I didn't know if I should just bring verses or. If, I mean, I got a couple other in the bag, so I didn't know. Well, if you I gotta bring vices, and you gotta bring the Ghostbusters. I can I can do Ghostbusters, dude, and I can just blare Fall Break from the Proton Pack. The there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, but, uh, guys. Well, I think that yeah. concludes this episode of the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, signing off. This is Big Johnny D saying, Happy New Year, Gorehounds. This is Killing Machine Bobby Moan saying, Happy New Year, and I'll kill you all in the new year one by one. This is Tyler Robofuck. Keep it. <laughs> God, I love you, Tyler. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite? Right. I could show you my favorite 
obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the race is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs>